Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Lots to unpack from the divisional round playoff games as we work our way through the show. By the way, Sean Merriman scheduled to join us in the next segment. Lights out himself to break down everything in the world of those divisional playoff games. But as we went to break at the end of the first hour, I told you that I was going to come back at the top of the second hour and ask an interesting question. And I'm not giving you an answer right now, but I do think it's an interesting question. Is Lamar Jackson right now the equivalent of an NBA star in James Harden or in Russell Westbrook, who is great in the regular season, but as soon as he gets into the postseason, it doesn't come together for him in the same way. Because right now you have got four different exams, basically, that Lamar Jackson has had in his NFL career. The postseason is an exam. It's the final exam. Every single playoff game. You can have a great part of your semester. You can do well on all the tests, the papers that you turn in. 16-game regular season. But once you get to the postseason, that's where we really judge quarterbacks. And until you become a made man, until you win that Super Bowl, you are always going to be found lacking. Whether that's fair or not, that is how we judge quarterbacks in the NFL. And the guy who got judged the hardest that I can think of, a couple of guys, that we said, man, 
They can't get it done in crunch time. They're great in the regular season, but they can't do it in the postseason. Do you know who I'm thinking of? John Elway, Peyton Manning. Both of them, Elway didn't win a Super Bowl till the very end of his career, and then he won two in a row. Peyton Manning, first several years, couldn't get a win in the postseason until he finally won a game, but that can't win the big game legacy, that rumor, that whisper, followed Peyton Manning for much of his career all the way until he really won the first Super Bowl, but even until he won the second Super Bowl. Because he was putting his team in the postseason every year. He went to four Super Bowls. He won two of them. Once you win a couple of Super Bowls, I think it's hard to criticize anybody. Win one, it gets much more difficult. Win two, and you eliminate it. But that was the criticism that it was out there for Peyton Manning and for John Elway. They were great in the regular season. They put their teams into position in the postseason, and they just couldn't get it done. What's going on with Lamar Jackson? What is happening to the Raven offense that against the Bills, they only put up three points? And I know some of you out there are going to be like, well, they missed some field goals. Yeah, I get it. It was windy. was tough to kick. Justin Tucker, who never misses any field goals, missed two. But oh, by the way, the Bills missed two field goals too. So that's a wash. I didn't think that Josh Allen played phenomenally well, but he got a touchdown for his offense. And then Lamar Jackson, a lot of people are going to focus on that third down interception that he threw. How do you miss it? Return for a touchdown, decided the game really. But what a lot of people are not focusing on, second down, he had Hollywood Brown wide open coming across the field for a touchdown that would have tied the game. He missed him. Didn't see him until late, threw it late, bounced it to him, didn't give him a chance to make a play. Third down, tries to throw it too late, gets picked off. Why is it, and then by the way, after the ball gets picked off, he didn't get himself in a position to stop the return. I didn't see the all-22 film. I can't see exactly what Lamar Jackson was doing after that throw. Did he get knocked down? Was he not able to get up? But if you watch the end of that play, he's probably the fastest guy on the field. And he either took a bad angle or he didn't go after it as aggressively as he could to try to stop that touchdown from happening. And that basically ended the game. And by the way, credit to the Buffalo Bill fans that are raising money for Lamar Jackson's charity after Lamar Jackson uh, went out with a concussion. But man, the question is going to now be asked in a big way, I think. Year one, you come in, have a great, turn as a rookie, look bad against the Chargers for much of the game, lose. Year two, your team is phenomenal down the stretch. Tennessee Titans come to town, divisional round playoff game, you lose at home and get beat pretty soundly. Year three, okay, you beat the Titans. The offense only scores 20 points, really it's your defense. Win the wild card game. Go into the divisional round playoff and your team only puts up three points. Lamar Jackson, after three years, is sitting at one and three in the postseason. Do you have to go back to the drawing board now if you are the Baltimore Ravens? Lamar Jackson, I think it's fair to say, and this Ravens offense, nowhere near as good in year three as they were in year two. 
are teams catching up to what you're doing? I don't think there's any doubt. If you're a Ravens fan, you're listening to me, you're like, you know what? He's saying the truth. We weren't as good. You weren't in year two, in year three with Lamar Jackson as you were in year two. Is he going to develop as a pocket passer? Because people get mad at me for saying this, but I've been saying it for years. Ultimately, the NFL is a third down and eight league. If you are going to win in this league consistently, especially in the postseason, when it's third and eight and everybody in the whole stadium knows that you're going to drop back and pass, can you get first downs and prolonged drives? That's what the NFL is. We can, we can make a lot of arguments about quarterbacks and what they can do and what they can't do, but ultimately, the NFL is about prolonging drives. You have to put yourself in a position where you can consistently convert third downs, and a lot of those third downs are going to be in necessary passing situations. And it seems to me pretty clear that the Ravens in the postseason are not having the same level of success offensively as they do in the regular season. It's a great defense. They put this team in the position to win. They only gave up 13 points to the Titans. Titans have a really good offense. They only gave up 10, really, to the the, the Bills. And the Bills have a phenomenal offense. Those are two games the Ravens should have won. Defensively, they did everything you could possibly imagine to put their teams in a position to win. Didn't happen for them. All right. Why didn't it happen for them? Because of the offensive failures. What is it about the Ravens that makes them so good in the regular season that when they get to the postseason, they can't do it? And what is it about Tom Brady, by the way, that makes him amazing in the postseason, no matter where he's playing, even if he's on a brand new team? Talk about winning the divorce. Tom Brady has dunked all over Bill Belichick in this divorce. We'll talk about all of these things with Sean Merriman coming up here in a moment. Uh, Lights Out himself will break down all of these questions. But to me, those are the two biggest questions emerging from the divisional round playoffs. Why are the Ravens not able to take the next step? And how in the world is 43-year-old Tom Brady still so good? that he has now gone on the road and won two consecutive playoff games against Washington and against the Saints. Can he win three in a row and put his team back into their home football stadium for the first time ever in the history of the Super Bowl? I feel like he certainly can because they've already beaten the Packers once, although Aaron Rodgers and the Packers looked better than anybody else in the divisional round playoff games that we watched on Saturday and Sunday. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
with wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, Sean. So uh, let's start with... A topic that is getting a lot of discussion so far on Monday and in the aftermath of the Bills and the Ravens game. Let's pretend you are in charge of the Ravens football team. They now have gotten into the postseason three straight years with uh, Lamar Jackson. They've gotten one win. They have lost three times. And what has let them down most often has been their offense. How do you fix what is wrong with the Raven offense? And what would you do looking if you were GM of the Ravens right now? Well, you know, for one, you have the most athletic and most dynamic quarterback in all of football, right? You drafted him, you knew exactly what he was great at doing. So there's no shine away from an offense or offensive coordinator that's going to need to design things specifically for him. Right, he's not a drop back guy and sit back there and, and, and deliver a, a, a ball in the pocket all the time. I mean, he needs to be a a, a sixty forty run the pass type of deal. Uh, so, if you're going to go out and, and get a coach, you need someone uh, on the, as an offensive coordinator that, that that thinks outside the box and, and get creative, like an Andy Reid. I'm not saying go and get Andy Reid, but you need to be you need to find a coach that's going to allow uh, Lamar Jackson to uh, to open this offense up. You know, it can't be the the dink and dunk. Uh, read option, you, you need to really open it up and realize what you have at, at, at quarterback, but also make sure that he's enough threat that he can deliver a great ball down the field. He's done it in the playoffs, uh, you know, these last few games. 
Uh, later on in the season, he's delivered a great football. You know he can throw a ball, but he's not consistent. So you need to find a, go out and find an offensive coordinator that's going to really open it up and start thinking outside the box because they keep hitting the wall. And, and, they, and defense are figuring these guys out. I think Lamar Jackson said it during the season. He said defenses are coming up to the line of scrimmage and calling our plays out. That's telling me that your offense is basic and you need to get out of, of what you're normally doing. Okay, uh, the play that everybody is going to focus on, because it really decided the game, was the pick six. And obviously Lamar Jackson made a bad read on that interception. But one thing that I heard from several different people about was they were surprised that he didn't get in a position to make the tackle there. He's the fastest guy on the field. Uh, He really kind of didn't make an aggressive move when he had a blocker in front of him coming down the field. As good as that Ravens defense was playing, I'm not sure even if they didn't give up the touchdown on that return, whether the Bills would have been able to get the ball in the end zone there. How would you assess the playmaking, the effort making, for lack of a better way to describe it, of what you saw from Lamar Jackson on that play once he throws the interception, should he have gotten over there and made a play? Do you think he was surprised the ball got brought out? How did he not end up in front of the return man? Well, you know what, look, uh, we can nitpick at that all day. And I I do agree that he should have probably sacrificed his body a little bit more than what he did. Like if you watch that on if you watch that on tape, would you want your quarterback in a in a playoff game like that to just be throwing himself at whatever he can do to try and get in front of that guy returning the the, the interception? I, I wouldn't personally. I wouldn't. Um, you really wouldn't. You, know, you you gotta you gotta. Well, you want him to make the best effort possible, but he did have a blocker in front of him. Yep. Uh, so now now you're going out putting putting your quarterback harm's way because I can tell you right now as a, a defensive player. The first people that we always looked up after an interception is the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yep. you, know, you want to get a hit on guy. him if you can. You, you want to get a hit on him if you can, and he's always the one that's going to uh, to slow up the worst way or, or a, a wide receiver that's, you know track you down ten to 15, 20 yards down the field. But ultimately, it's really the quarterback who you're looking up and you're trying to find first. And I'm not saying to go out and intentionally hurt him or do anything like that. But those are the guys you want to get a lick on because those are the ones that can actually stop the play. So I, I wasn't. If I'm a teammate, um, you might say, "Oh, you know, man, he could have he could have done a little bit more." But you're not saying it. Oh, what? If he'd done a little bit more, that play definitely would have been stopped. They wouldn't have uh, they wouldn't have scored, right? So I, that's that that wasn't the case. Um, but look, at the end of the day, um, he, that they, they they just need to figure it out over there because you only have a two or three win, uh, a three year window. Yep. Um, to max to maximum, you know contract's going to be up. You're going to have players in and out and, and guys coming in and out, and coaches in and out. So you got about a three-year window uh, when you're looking at that type of talent, cohesive talent, before everything starts getting uh, you know dismantled. We're talking to Sean Merriman, Lights Out Podcast, iHeart uh, Podcast Network. You played for the Bills. Flip side of that game, what does it mean for Buffalo to be back in the AFC Championship game, and how much are you rooting for them as a guy who played for the Bills, among other teams, are you rooting for them pretty aggressively against the Chiefs? Would you like to see the Bills back in the Super Bowl? And for people who don't uh, know, absolutely. and for people who don't know Buffalo and the culture and the environment up there, what's it like? You know what? Um, it means everything to that city, and I'm so damn happy for them. Uh, the only part that is kind of you know making me unhappy about the situation is the fans don't get a chance to go to the games. Yeah, and, not uh, big numbers. Yeah. You know, I mean, what do you want to say? What, between six and 6,700, 6, like I think, something like that. Yeah. 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 So, you know, 
this like man when you play in that city and you see what the fans mean to that team and, and vice versa and you're thinking of the fans are not able to attend that's 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 a gut punch man i mean it really knocks the wind out of you as a fan uh because i you know i remember going out there and and, and uh making tom brady throw four interceptions and we beat the patriots it was a parade the yeah. city got shut down and it was one of the most exciting things I've ever seen in my whole entire career. You would have thought we won a Super Bowl uh, for beating Tom Brady. So yeah. I can only imagine an AFC championship. I mean, you kidding me? That that place they, that place is going to be rocking. Now they won't be in the stadium, but you can you're gonna you're gonna find that that Bills Mafia somewhere uh, piled up and slamming through tables and barbecuing and drinking somewhere and having the best time because there's nothing like playing for that city, man. It, it really is a special place. And if they go to the Super Bowl, man, I can't even tell you what, what that city is going to look like after. We're talking to Sean Merriman, Lights Out podcast. When you watched the way that Aaron Rodgers pl- is playing right now, should the – like, who? okay, let's take a step back. We, we know that Patrick Mahomes is injured. We know that of probably everybody who played over the, the divisional round weekend, the Packers look the best. Do you think that what Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are doing right now, given all the other situations, that you would have to say that the Packers are the favorite, or would you pick somebody else? No, and, I, and I've been saying this. Um, you know, I thought it was going to be the Packers and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. That was yeah. that was my prediction. Um, you know, somewhere in the mid mid early season, and yeah. I've been saying that because they, if you look at it, they're the probably they're the two most explosive teams in football. But one thing the Packers are doing that's making it even scarier now is they're running the ball even more effectively. And they're finding ways to, to, to get the running back and, uh, you know, out in open positions and things like that. So now uh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to go out there and be Superman every single time. When you're winning football games like that, uh, it just takes the win out of you. and you, It just demoralizes the defense because you're sitting there like, you know that Aaron Rodgers is going to get his. You know he's going to go out and light you up. But now they're starting to run the ball and they're playing well on defense and, and special teams, you're like, man, this, this is going to be a very, very tough team to beat. We're talking to Dr. David Chow. We talked to him in the first hour. I'm going to play it again in the third hour. Obviously, the number one story as we get ready for the AFC and the NFC Championship games is Patrick Mahomes' health. He went out with a concussion, and we won't know for several days officially how he's going to be able to play, whether he will be able to play, all of those things. If you are a defensive player and you are trying to get ready as a Buffalo Bill, I presume that you just have to assume that he's going to play and that he's going to play the exact way that he normally plays, that is, in his typical dominant fashion. Because if you presume for anything else, you're not prepared. Is that the way mentally you have to get ready, even with the outside chance that it might be Chad Henney? Just go ahead and prepare for Mahomes. And if you get Henney, that's just an easier version, certainly, of the quarterback otherwise? Uh, Absolutely. And you know what? I'll tell you this. It wouldn't be a smart idea to assume that Patrick Mahomes is not going to be Patrick Mahomes uh, because he might have a concussion. So if you having that, uh, you know, those thoughts in your head, you need to get rid of them right away. I'm, I'll, I'll never, I'll never forget, uh, you know, back in, um, you know, around 2010 or 2011, I think it was. Uh, you know, I got injured and I was hurt, and it was, it was kind of out there that my Achilles was torn, um, and I had an offensive uh, coordinator come up to me before the game and say, "Look, we prepared as if you were healthy because we didn't know if you were going to be healthy or not. So we were preparing as if you were 100 percent." And so when you have that mindset. You go into the game, um, 
with this, you know, now you now I know you don't want to wish a guy get hurt. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you don't right. Have bad health with anybody, but you wouldn't mind as a defensive player with uh, Patrick Mahomes coming into the game and not being a hundred percent. Oh know, yeah, not, no doubt. You, would, you wouldn't mind that, right? Um, and then, so you have to go out and prepare that he's going to beat Patrick Mahomes. He's going to come in ready to go. He's going to come in more eager than than he was before, uh, because he did leave the game and there's so much question. So. There's a there's a lot of fuel to this fire, man. But I tell you, man, I I, I like the Bills, and I've been saying it. Um, Josh Allen is is to me is is the one of the hottest you know top three quarterbacks in the National Football League right now. The, the way he plays, and uh, the Bills are going to be forced to reckon with. And, and if they do lose the game, it's going to be very close. What would you say about the Browns? We got a lot of Cleveland fans, I'm sure, who are listening this morning, uh, starting off their day. They've got a playoff win this year. They made the playoffs. Really, they had the ball. I don't know about you, but after the Chad Henney interception when the Browns got the ball back there, I really kind of thought they tightened up a little bit in their play calling and their execution. It didn't seem like they really had that killer instinct maybe that you would want to see. What would you say to Browns fans waking up this morning and listening to us? They need to be proud of that team and how far they've come. Uh, just some years ago, the Browns were, and not not very long ago, just a couple years ago, the Browns were a joke, right? You go and look at the organization and how many GMs and head coaches and players in and out of there, and um, you know they were a guaranteed W on your on your <laughs> on your schedule. That's how they were were viewed. And now, just in a couple years, they're a real threat to every one every NFL team in the National Football League. They're, they're a threat. If you're going to if you're going to play the Browns now, I don't care who you are. If you're the Chiefs or uh, you know whoever you are, you go in and play the Browns. And not to mention, they're the best team in the division. In my yeah. opinion, they're 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 now the big brother. They're now the big brother in that division. So Browns, so Browns fans should be proud in how far they've come. We're talking to Sean Merriman, Lights Out Podcast. You can go listen to uh, to that and make sure you don't miss any that he's doing any of the podcasts that he's doing for iHeart, Sean. How tired and beaten up physically is your body by the time you get to the AFC and the NFC championship game? Uh, you're, you're so beat up. I mean, look, that first snap in training camp, you're never 100% healthy after that. That right. very first snap, you know, you got a, a wrist or elbow or lower back a toe or hip. I mean, something. It, it's something the whole week. You know, one week your, your knee is a little sore. The next week your ankle on the opposite leg because you're yep. compensating for your knee. Right, so it just goes on from week to week to week, and uh, you know the, when we talked last week about having the first round buy, that's why the first round buys are so key. Obviously, you want to play at home and those those great things, but it's health. At this point during the year, it's who is who's the healthiest? Who's the healthiest? That's really what it comes down to. Uh, is Patrick Mahomes going to be a hundred percent? Is this guy going to be a hundred percent? It really comes down to health uh, because you know that if you got all your horses, you're going to be in good shape, man. But I, I can tell you, it's, it's, you're mentally, you're physically beat up, you're mentally beat up. Uh, the season is so long, and you're trying to find ways to just refocus and keep taking things up another level. You know, we, we talked a few weeks ago about the preseason and uh, going into the regular season and now the playoff speed. And, and the AFC and NFC championship games, I mean, my God, these guys are just going to be flying around. When you look now that the NFL, I mean, knock on wood, we have gotten to the AFC, we've gotten to the NFC championship game. When you really break that down, it's an amazing accomplishment that we're still on schedule with the NFL, isn't it? I mean, to even be in this position right now? 
it it almost seems like the they pulled off the impossible, right? I mean, it really it really does because if you look at how the season started and coming coming right from the NBA season, going into the bubble, everything shut down and, and whatever, and you seen guys still getting fined. And now you go into the the football season and look what Denver had. Denver had what didn't have a starting quarterback. Yes, and they found a way to not only have no the game wasn't the greatest or anything like that, but there was no there was nothing they had to cancel. They, the season went on, and so they found ways to um, to continue. And I, I think that at some point in time, there's going to be because we we don't we don't know everything that goes on from the outside looking in. So there's, at some point in time, I'm sure NFL films or somebody has done something in the background to show how much stuff they had to go through during the season in order to continue. And it's going to shock the hell out of people because I'm sure there were fights in the office. There were probably fights with CDC. and that, I mean, there, there was so much going on behind the scenes that we didn't get a chance to see. Uh, but it's just been incredible for them to continue the season where they have. How stun- This is not relating to the games themselves. But this story about Deshaun Watson and what's going on with the Texans, how stunned are you that there are reports that things might be so bad that his tenure with the Texans might be over? I, I, I would agree. It's unbelievable, it, right? It is unbelievable. Well, there's a couple of things, right? I mean, we, we as players understand 100% that it's a business, right? We, we get it. We're not, you know, it's not a passion for us. Like when we were growing up, I played football in the street in the backyard, and it was just about passion and loving the game and everything. We understand it's a business. We understand the organization and teams are going to do what's necessary for the organization and moving forward. But when you have your franchise quarterback, a very well, a very well respected quarterback amongst his peers in the whole National Football League, really good guy that everybody loves and respects. And you don't give him the decency to even just bring him in on a meeting and say, "Hey, we're thinking about bringing this guy in. This is who we're looking at. This is, you know, this is the CEO of your franchise. So you're telling me that you're not going to go and talk to your CEO and just have a discussion with him and say, "Hey, we're, we're thinking about bringing this guy. In. What do you think? Or we're thinking about trading this guy. You trade away his their, his best tar- target, and you know DeAndre Hopkins. You got rid of the head coach. You're getting rid of all the guys. And then most importantly, what I enjoyed the most out of everything that came to that, and I don't know if you've seen it or not, with Andre Johnson yep. um, coming out and saying that they're used, they're, they're, they're used to wasting guys' careers. And he was talking about himself. Andre Johnson was one of the best wide receivers in the National Football League, but he didn't get the notoriety because they just didn't make a lot of smart moves there within the organization. So – I w- I'm, I'm happy, and I, and I do agree that he should take it, make his stand and stand his ground uh, because the NFL careers aren't long. They aren't long. And if you're continuously being put, put in bad situations by your organization, then maybe it's time for you to go. It is interesting, right, because NBA players have way more power than almost any other athlete, right? There aren't very many of them. The best of them are worth their weight in gold, right? I mean, there's a big difference between a top 10 NBA player and a top 100, maybe in a way that there isn't in other sports, you know, baseball or top 50, I should say, right? There's a big, like, it's easy for you and me to watch basketball and be like, oh, that dude's a, you know, definite uh, definite all-star versus a role player, things like that, which is maybe not as easy everywhere else. But I can't remember a guy making a move like this, right? Making an aggressive play 
and just saying basically I'm unhappy. It feels a little bit because it's the same city like what James Harden just did with the Rockets. It, 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 it's very similar, actually, if you look at it across the board. And, and let me tell you that the NFL, when it comes to star power and things like that, there it is catching up to the NBA level. And I'm not saying that LeBron James or James Harden, any one of these guys, but you, you know, someone like Deshaun Watson, if he's unhappy uh, and he's voicing his concerns, now you have Andre Johnson, now you have all these guys kind of backing him. Uh, it's, it's looking very bad on an organization. Very it's bad. tough to get a coach for in that situation too, right? I mean, because oh, it's, it's going to be tough to get a free agent. You know, yeah. guys, you know, going around and looking at teams and saying, "Man, I don't, I don't know if I want to go there." I seen how they treated. I seen what they did to DeAndre Hopkins, and they'll think that the players don't talk like that. All the guys do. So you know, their friends or their agents or friends, and and all this stuff, you know, goes on all the time. And the first thing you you know, somebody say, "Hey, man, how's that organization over there?" Over there. And I remember doing that even when I went to Buffalo. You know, hey, how do they treat guys over there? And everything, oh, man, they're great. Great organization. It was all good things. Now, if you're public about how you're treating your players like they are, it's just not going to turn out well for you. When did you recognize the business side of the game for the first time? Because you're talking about, you know, running around in your backyard, you know, playing with your friends, uh, low-level football. Was it when you were at Maryland? Was it when you got into the NFL? Was there a light bulb moment for you where it's like, oh, man, like this isn't really a game anymore. It's a business, and my mindset has to change. Did you have that sort of epiphany, that moment of realization, light bulb moment, as I said, or was it something gradual? Do you remember having that recollection or that knowledge? Well, I'll, I've always been on a on a business side and, and, and kind of the business mindset of things, right? I've never yep. walked in blind and thinking that, oh, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I can go get the quarterback, so they should love me, right? No, it was always. They they love me because I can't go get the quarterback, right? I mean that's that's yes. just the way it is. And but I think it kind of started to sink in a little bit more when uh, I got I got injured a couple of times with well, the first big injury, and then the trade talks started to happen, right? And I and I was just a few years straight off of the All Pro and Pro Bowl and and runner off for defensive player of the year and all the stuff, and it was and I got hurt and it was like the trade talks. Like damn, you know I just I just been balling for you know these last few years. And so it kind of it kind of sunk in a little bit more because when you're playing at your highest level or whenever you're doing the things you're supposed to, you don't think it's possible for a team to do anything other than pay you, right? Or take care of their take care of their best talent or their best players, whatever the case is. And it starts to sink in when it's, when the the trade talks. And I remember watching it watching a draft and my name coming up as a possible trade right there while I'm watching. I had no idea. I had no idea that I was even on the trading blocks or anything like that. I was watching the draft. And I remember uh, them bringing up, hey, I, you know, I think Sean Merriman might be on the move. And I'm like, hell, <laughs> you know, like I, no one told me. Yeah. So um, I think that those type of things uh, start to sink in. Um, but it's way different now. It's more, it's more, guys walk into it and treat it as such, as a business, even though it is their passion to play football. And, and I think the money's gotten so great. Uh, there's so much revenue built in the sport now that guys walk in with that mentality for the most part. Good stuff as always, Sean. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. You got it. Thanks, Les. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MLK Day. I appreciate uh, all of you listening to us. I know a lot of you have today off. A lot of you also are working Uh, We always work on holidays during football season because I know a lot of you are out there working, hanging out with us as well. We work on Labor Day. Uh, We work on uh, we worked on New Year's Day here. Uh, I worked on Christmas Eve and we work on uh, MLK Day because this is always a big Monday when it comes to breaking down the divisional round of the playoffs. Uh, But I'm not sure that we are giving enough credit. We talked a lot about Tom Brady so far in this show, and I feel like you can't give enough credit to Tom Brady. And we've talked a lot about the uncertainty surrounding Patrick Mahomes and his health status. And by the way, Dr. Chow is going to be with us in the third hour of the program, breaking down the overall health scenarios of Patrick Mahomes going forward. But I, the, the season that Aaron Rodgers has had, 
If you look at the four divisional round playoff games on Saturday and Sunday, you can change a play or two in any of these games and make them pretty competitive with the exception of the game between the Packers and the Rams. The Packers really dominated that game from start to finish, right? If you look at total yardage, which is what I like to look at and say, okay, what was the total yardage differential? Because sometimes point totals can be a little bit confusing in terms of what they reflect. For instance, you know, you get a bunch of turnovers and you can end up in a situation where the Bucks pulled away against the Saints, but the Saints turned the ball over four times. And that's hard to argue, you know, in that scenario. Otherwise, the game was pretty even from a uh, yardage perspective. The Bucks put up 316. The Saints put up 294. Not a lot of difference there. That was a fairly evenly played game if you take away all of the uh, all of the issues with turnovers. And, you know, if you start to break down what happened in, for instance, the Chiefs and the Browns game, the Chiefs offense went downhill in a hurry, no surprise, when Patrick Mahomes went out. But in general, if you look at yardage totals, it typically gives you a pretty good sense for who was in control of the games. And I think I can give you a rough approximation based on that and having watched all these games, ranking who were the most impressive teams that won as we roll into the AFC and NFC championship games. And with that in mind, the Packers were the best team by far. They nearly doubled the overall yardage that the Rams got. In addition to winning by 14 points, the Packers put up 484 yards to the 244 yards of the Rams. That was not really a very close game if you watched it in terms of the Packers having control, Aaron Rodgers from that first touchdown pass to Devontae Adams. There was never really a point in time where you felt like the Packers were in serious danger of losing that football game. The Bucs, as I mentioned, I think were probably the second best performer, but maybe a little bit of that feels fraudulent because of the four turnovers but they were probably the second best performer. The Chiefs, it was hard to get a read on because they were looking like they were going to completely take control of the game and win it with ease. And then you had the injury to Mahomes. They still outgained the uh, Browns pretty substantially. But if the Browns don't fumble at the one-yard line and what I think is still the worst rule in football, the fact that if you fumble into the end zone, the other team gets a touchback, I mean, there's no reason for that to be the penalty. If you wanted to make the, uh, the the team that fumbles go all the way back to the 20-yard line, I could see that. I think probably going back to the 10 would be a fair penalty. It doesn't make sense to me that the other team gets the ball when you're just about to get a touchdown there. That seems way too punitive, and I've been on that for years, and it keeps happening. And then the Bills, look, Bills Mafia, congratulations, you won, but you've been outgained in both your performances. Now, you did have a 100-yard interception return, which doesn't factor into the overall offensive take, but you got outgained by 120 yards and only put up 220 yards of offense in general in that game. You were very, very fortunate to win. So if I had to rank the four teams that won in the order in which uh, the quality of their win, I would go Packers 1, I would go Bucks 2, 
I would go Chiefs three, and then I would go the Bills uh, in the fourth spot there as we roll into the AFC and NFC championship games. All right, final hour of the program up next. We're going to bring in Dr. David Chow, break down the latest on Patrick Mahomes' health. Will he or won't he be able to play? Plus a breakdown of all the divisional games. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 